At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Check your feelings at the door. Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden, and this is Reister or Wrong. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Thanks for uh, joining us. You guys can always shoot us an email at I'm at I M M A D at unafraidshow.com or you can shoot us a text on the secret text also line 818 293 7547. 818 293 7547. And we will get to your emails and your texts on Friday's episode. Ralph is keeping track of all of those things. Um, and first thing is, if you are on uh, video, look at Ralph's background. This thing looks absolutely amazing. And so you guys can watch it on YouTube. Search Rice or Wrong on YouTube. It's there as well. If you're trying to get it, he has built himself up in Arizona. He's pulling himself up by his bootstraps out of the money pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hey, so hold on. Hold on real quick. 
there are people. So I paid like ten thousand dollars to have my crawl space under the house. I never lived in a place with a crawl space before. Paid like ten thousand dollars to have it dry fit, so it's like encapsulated. No humidity can get in. Rot the floorboards. Um, make sure like none of the pipes are leaking. All sorts of stuff going on. And I'm, I'm one of the most adult things I feel like I've ever done is like I'm work I'm working on building up the foundation of my house so it doesn't cave in. So I'm feeling super mature. And then these people come to my house and they knock on the door and I answer and they're like, "Hey, we're here." to we're here to uh dry out your crawl space and i laughed like a 12 year old why because it sounded dirty (laughs) (laughs) so i went from feeling like as mature as i possibly could writing this check to like i've been giggling all day that there's men laying wood underneath me right now there's men laying wood underneath you drying your crawl space yeah, that's just facts. Okay. All right. Um, you guys today, Phoenix Suns fans. Oh, my God. They're up 3-2 on the Lakers. And I thank God Ralph's uh, uh, office <laughs> is cropped out here. But Phoenix Suns fans oh. are becoming the new L.A. Clippers fans. They are annoying, and they haven't done anything but they are still super excited for no damn reason. And we're going to talk about that. Coach K, Coach Krzyzewski is calling it quits in college basketball and expect more older college coaches to follow. Brad Stevens, Celtics, now former coach, fails up and is no longer the head coach. And he's going to replace Danny Ainge in the front office. And the new and revolutionary social media platform from the desk of Donald Trump shuts down after 29 days. I can't believe it. I can't believe something that he did didn't fail. Oh, my God. Uh, Canceler consequence. Naomi Osaka, her critics, they are being uh, shut down right now. And, of course, the best of social media. So. Ralph, we, we will start today with, I, I, I guess, your your people, you people, Phoenix Suns fans who are absolutely just, just terrible people right 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 now. They are. Let me let let me read exactly what I said. So because I don't want to even misquote myself because I thought it was a perfect way to describe Suns fans. Okay, here we go. Phoenix Suns fans are becoming as annoying as Clippers fans. The unjustified arrogance expecting to win the series versus the Lakers is wild to me. And But though, in their defense, at least Phoenix has been to the NBA Finals, so they're not quite as bad as the ceiling second round Clippers. I can't hear you. I had to mute myself because I, I was I, I didn't want to cuss you out like everybody in your mentions <laughs> was doing um, yesterday. But I, I will say this. Oh, no, it's still currently going on. I don't. Suns fans are, uh, especially on Twitter, are a wild bunch because and, and, and we've been saying for a decade on Twitter, like, man, if they ever let us win anything, 
like we're going to be so annoying. We're going to come for everybody who spent the last five, six years saying Devin Booker didn't have the ability. Right. And, and, and there's just Suns fans have kept a tally of everybody who's ever disrespected them, including former Suns players on their way out of town, whether that's Markeith Morris, who I don't think anybody shed any tears for his terrible performance last night, or even Kelly Oubre talking about, you know, how, how the, um, he did more for the franchise and the franchise did for him, you know, when he's out there in golden state. So Suns fans keep a laundry list of grievances and it's been pent up for a long time. So they might feel super annoying um, right now. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't a Suns fan on social media who said that Chris Paul was faking his injury and front running and waiting for Anthony Davis to actually get hurt to go out there and uh, and, and, and perform. <laughs> well, that was Lakers fans. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Suns fans who uh, were doing super zoom ins on whether or not DeAndre Ayton's toe touched the court when there was that scuffle Um in game two because they were afraid of two double doubles from a 22 year old who's been largely inconsistent trying to tag Adam Silver and get him suspended <laughs> for for game three. That was also Lakers fans. So if if we are keeping tally of who is being more annoying right now, the first of all, the refereeing has been bad across the board through all the playoffs, but definitely in this it, it's been it's been poor. And I, I will I will give every Lakers fan almost every grievance that they've pointed out as being at least partially true. But I would also throw that it's not exactly been all roses for, for the Suns either. I think it's just been bad um, period, but it just, it, I feel like there's a lot more like whininess and gnashing of teeth and desperation. It's worse to refuse to believe that you can be touched than it is to be celebrating your first taste of victory. So I'm 10 times they, more annoyed than Lakers point, fans right it, now. Are you kidding me? Suns, the Suns haven't won anything. They won, they've won three games. They haven't even won a series. I mean, they, right, so they, the point they, of your what they're celebrating was, like, these, like they won tons, a damn championship. You can't have it both ways, George. The Lakers can't be the greatest franchise in the history of the world with the best player in the history of the world. And then turn around and tell Suns fans when they've won three games against that team that they haven't done anything. They you haven't, can't have it both ways. What are you ways. talking about? They haven't done anything, Ralph. They haven't won anything. They have a lead in the series. I promise you this. If it, because here's the, here's the thing about people who've never won anything is that they are I'm listening. Is, is that they as, as one of them? <laughs> They go get, on. They get used to uh, this. This like as soon as they get a little bit of taste of victory, they have no clue how to act. Like like like. Do you, uh, you're calling us a broke bitch? Yes. When we get a stimulus check. That's what you're saying about Suns fans right yes. now. Yes. Like poor dad people, not rich dad people. Poor dad people who get their stimulus check. And go hard at Arby's. <laughs> yes, exactly. So okay. in, in, instead of making a responsible decision with their with their stimmy, they go get some plastic surgery or they go buy, you know, a new purse or they go buy like that's what Suns fans are right right now. So what do you want us to be stoic? 
You want to no, be stuck? No, I because, want you to celebrate it, but not act like an ass, dude. Like the, act so like you. Well, actually, you can't act like you've been there before because you've never been there. The worst part of your tweet was, I think I'm the only Suns fan that went out and said, we're going to blow up the Lakers. <laughs> we're, like most Suns fans were rooting really hard for a pairing with the Warriors because they didn't think they were going to get out of the series. They're so not going to get out of the series. They're not going to get out of the series. And I am going to, I promise you this, Ralph, that when the Lakers win this series, I am going to just absolutely just destroy Suns fans like you because all this premature celebrating because there's a difference between getting a lead in a series and closing out a series Suns fans think the series is over I was so happy that the Lakers got blown out last (laughs) night that was the optimal scenario because now LeBron James is pissed off the Lakers fans are embarrassed. Snoop Dogg's talking shit to them. They they deserve it. They will come out and play better. Guaranteed game win uh, win in game six. And you know what's going to happen in game seven. So all this celebrating is going to end in heartbreak, and I'm going to revel in it. Then why would you not celebrate if you're not going to win the series? This is the thing that I don't understand. You're saying that the Suns don't belong here and don't know how to act. That's the point. The Suns, from 10 years of no playoffs to being the number two seed to drawing the defending champs and not thinking that they were going to have a chance, and they've won three games, a lot of Suns fans still don't believe that they're up 3-2. Let them celebrate. And you thinking that you're going to come out and just Suns fans, we haven't forgotten what it's like to be broke. You can't break what's already broken. (laughs) We're just going to go back to being us. It's you that's on the emotional roller coaster. We're just having a couple of good days and trying to see how long it's going to last. Dude, are you serious? No way. Absolutely not, bro. Do you know who Suns fans are right now? Suns fans are acting like Knicks fans after game two. After game game two, when they beat beat the Hawks, they were out celebrating in the streets like they won the World Cup. It, it, it was like like they were a European country that won the World Cup. They won one damn playoff. We're like, yeah, we're great, we're great, we're amazing. Look at them right now, down three to one to the to the Hawks. They won't win another damn game probably. Look at me, I'm George Reister. My teams win all the time, so I can't recognize. Good things are supposed to make me happy. Like you're the one that's jaded. You're the one that's acting out. Why don't you leave this conversation five minutes early, like LeBron James left the court last night when they're getting blown out by 30 points by the Phoenix Suns, who haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. You got to make up your mind, George. He needed are to go the get Lakers. Treatment. He needed some extra treatment for for game six. Emotional so, treatment. So, no, he didn't. He just needed to because they had to fly back. He didn't want to keep everybody waiting. So he was getting his treatment early. I don't see a problem. Now, <laughs> on to Coach K. Mike Krzyzewski calls it quits for Duke. Well, he's calling it quits uh, for Duke after, you know, after coaching this team and building up the Duke program from literally nothing. I mean, from nothing to to something. I mean, he's coached the 
U.S. national team from 2006 to 2016. He is now, how old is Coach, Coach K? 74. And he's been coaching Duke since 1980. First, he was an assistant at Indiana. Then he coached at Army for five years. And then he's been at Duke since. So he's been at Duke for 31 years. He'll retire after 32 years, won almost 1,100 games, no major scandals aside from this Zion Williamson thing, which is a non-issue, really. So do you think – so I think we both think that more coaches are going to follow suit. But do you think that Coach K is retiring because he's 74 and he's just tired, uh, just like we saw with Roy Williams? Or do you think that at North Carolina – or do you think that this is more to do with – the changes in the landscape of college basketball. And they're just like, yo, this game has passed me, me by and let's let, this is a young man's game now and let them handle it. Um, I think it's a mixture of both. This is arguably his strongest decade. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one because he did technically win two national championships between 2000 and 2010, but they made four elite eights and had a national championship in the last 10 years. Um, and at this point, I, I feel like everybody had kind of figured out Duke's whole uh, shtick and he was able to evolve through the, um, the interesting age of, uh, of the one and done stuff. They embraced it for the most part. Um, you know, there's stuff coming down about, you know, whether Zion, um, got paid and, and I just think that you know the, the scandals floating around in the air um he he's competing with other coaches for one and done um which means you don't really get to instill what you want to in players the way that you want to now they're competing with leagues that can pay um I just think that it's you know oh, and it, and the kid time. who would go to duke and the kid that would go to duke ends up and playing playing for the G League Ignite team now. Right, right. I mean, but it, I don't know. People look at this last year and they see that he didn't have success with Zion. Then they have the year of not making the tournament. You have to remember nobody made the tournament because there wasn't a tournament. And then people look at, at Coach K and be like, oh, we well, must have lost a step. Well, he's just two years off of having the number two pick in the draft followed by the number one pick in the draft. Like he, he still knows what he's doing obviously, but I do want to point this out because he's follows on the heels of Roy Williams and he set it up to where he's retiring after this season. So he's going to have a big farewell tour and all that, um, which should make it the, the recruiting situation interesting because it might make some of the higher levels. One uh, players want to say that like they played for coach K in, in in his last run. So you may see some movement there, but college hoops at the highest level is becoming AAU ball. And the coaches, like Coach K, wanted all the benefits of growing the game financially without respecting the repercussions. They still deserve a ton of respect, but the trajectory of college basketball has been like a Dr. Frankenstein proposition for 30, 40 years now. And they cashed every check that came in, knowing that the inflated size of the pie never included a proportional increase for the players, at least not one that was above the table. So the coaches are gatekeeping the benefits. Initially, they got the shoe contracts directly, if I'm remembering. Yep. correctly yes and then the the old guard by by not pushing for growth for the players 
to match the growth of the game and for the coaches and for the administrators and everybody else who was getting paid. The fact that they were gatekeeping those benefits created both the underground recruiting market and it made all these schools hoard talent, all these prep schools at the high school level. So now you have high school kids not getting the high school experience, not being able to go to prom because they're at a high school with 20 students total that was designed for travel ball. Yep. Um, and then they get these kids into their program and they're like, what's wrong with the culture today? Like, this is the culture you created. Yep. I always get really frustrated when adults who are the culture shapers have an issue with the culture. I am telling you, no, you cannot make $10 million a year to do what you do and have the innocence still ingrained inside it. So uh, if, if at any level coach K or Roy Williams or anybody else is saying it's time, the game has changed too much. They do need to own some of the responsibility for that, but I don't think it's just going to be those two. I think the floodgates are opening and you're going to see the old guard just flock completely out of college basketball. So you mean like Jim, Jim Bayheim. It's, I think especially after after his kid leaves. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that all the legendary coaches and, and it'll be easy to chalk it up and just say that they're of age. Um, but, you know, a lot of normal human beings are, are retiring at age 65, especially if they've got 20 million in the bank. You don't see a lot of these college basketball coaches doing that, do you? Nope. they're addicted to the game. And, and so, you know, the, the change that they helped foster, whether it's for bad or good, is ultimately going to be the thing that pushes them out. Yeah. And now that you have so many states issuing name, image and likeness bills that are going to be due on that are going to go into effect July 1st and you have Alabama, Florida, like uh, Mississippi, a bunch of southern states. Right. But that just means it just matters more in those states, in some of those SEC states. And so you have other states that are going to have to catch up. But what that ultimately means is, is if you are a coach and remember college coaches, they like having the power. They don't want to recruit their own players. They like ha having being that Urban Meyer figure like, yo, I'm God around or, or, around here. You got to come through me. I gatekeep everything. But now when the when the when the rabbits got the gun and he can go different places because he's like, yo, I'm, I'm not feeling it here no more. I thought it was dope. It's not. I think that that's a big difference in that in how kids in, in the way that coaches view what's going on now versus the way it was. And they're like, oh, I want the good old days back when we could just, you know, when we could put our hand in shape players. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's real nice to make tens of millions of dollars while everybody else is working for free and they need you. All right, that makes sense. Um, next up, Brad Stevens, head coach of the Boston Celtics. He is leaving the coach's chair and he is going to be replacing Danny Ainge as the, you know, vice president of personnel or roster, what, whatever the hell position title that you want to call it. He's the HMIC, the head man in charge is Danny Ainge. Just one step that there's owner, then there's Danny Ainge. And now Brad Stevens who is only 44 years old is going to take that 
role. So he was an assistant at Butler. He, uh, from till 07, there was a head coach at Butler from 07 to 13. And the head coach of the Boston Celtics from 13 to 21. How would you assess Brad Stevens' career as the Boston Celtics head coach? Because I see it as he was a guy, he did an okay job. You know, like, you know, Danny, Danny Ainge built them to be a, he's now the president of basketball operations. So Danny Ainge rebuilt this roster with the trade of Paul Pierce, Rondo, all them dudes to the Brooklyn Nets. Well, 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 Paul Pierce and KG to the Brooklyn Nets. So that rebuilt it because he got a ton of draft picks back, which they were able to use on Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, whole bunch of bunch of guys. They ended up trading for Kyrie Irving, but they have not even have they even been to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Yeah. They've- yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they were in the Eastern Conference, and he was coaching for a long time while LeBron was in the Eastern Conference. That's a bit, yeah. You talk about Brad Stevens' track record with the Celtics, you got to talk about Pat Riley's track record with the Knicks. Everybody only wants to talk about the Lakers and the Heat when they bring up Pat Riley. Pat Riley had a good run with the Knicks, but couldn't do anything about the fact that Michael Jordan existed. Right? Like, yep. Brad no, Stevens no, no. You're had 100% a 100% right. I think Brad Stevens had a really good run with the Celtics. And my views on all these things are skewed because, again, my team went 10 years without making the playoffs. But when I look at Brad Stevens and to a larger extent, Danny Ainge and his tenure, um, let's just look at Danny Ainge. 13 out of the last 14 years, the Celtics went to the playoffs. Yep. 13 out of 14 years. They went to five Eastern Conference finals. Five. So one out of every three years, your team's in the Eastern Conference Finals. That ain't, I would venture, that ain't bad. Yeah, I would venture to guess that there's probably only four other teams that could say that they've done that over the last 15 years. Um, he went to two NBA Finals uh, as the as the as the GM, Danny Ainge. Yeah, and they won and they won one. And this is with LeBron James existing, and you can largely credit those the Celtics for creating a situation in which LeBron thought that he needed to leave Cleveland to win. So I think overall, I see all I see people talk about when it comes to this iteration of the Celtics or the overall tenure of Danny Ainge or by extension, Brad Stevens is failure. And I just don't see it that way. I don't see it that way at all. I see. I, when I look at Danny Ainge, I look at somebody who has literally had success from college all the way through now. Like people yeah. forget Danny Ainge played in six NBA finals as a player. Danny yeah, Ainge went to the NBA finals with three different teams. Yeah, like, with the Suns, with the Celtics, and who else? And he was a Blazer in his prime. He was a Blazer. What? Yeah. Yeah. He I think he went to back to back NBA finals against Jordan. Portland followed by Phoenix, I believe. Dude, that is wild. That is wild. How did I miss this? I did not realize that he played in Portland. He was good, too. He was good. And so, you know, I I just I, I look at 
I look at what they've done and and the standard is the standard if you're in Boston and I get that you know you want to you want everybody to have Bill Russell credentials but that's what makes Bill Russell special is that nobody else has ever been able to duplicate um, that level of success and you've existed in in the time of LeBron LeBron James is on the verge of potentially being 15 and one in first round playoff series. Mm, uh, slow, s- slow down, but, but, but possible. <laughs> but the point is, he's undefeated. Like you existed in that conference alongside him for most of the last decade and a half, and and you beat him. You knocked LeBron James, uh, and I'm, again, I'm still referring to Danny Ainge. You knocked LeBron James with the team you built out of the playoffs twice, which made him go to Miami. And then they started getting after your guys. And then Danny Ainge wasn't the easiest guy to make a trade with or to get along with. So they built up another competitor, largely through the draft. And I know that they weren't able to make big moves. And I know this Kemba thing didn't work out the way that uh, they had hoped. And I know that Kyrie, I, I see a lot of people saying that Kyrie is the one who killed the Boston franchise like i don't think they're dead at the end of the day they still have brown and tatum like they're still probably going to be pretty good yeah no, um, no no they're they're going to be a playoff team but this is why i believe in this day and age that draft picks are probably more important than um than free agent players like unless you can get a big name star that trading your first round draft picks away for a guy, I don't really love it. I think that you handicap your your future and you're actually better off, especially if you're a middling team, to 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 try to draft or try to package those up for draft picks because at least you have control over a guy's first few years and then you offer him a max deal early. He can't say no to that. Like you cannot yeah. say no to an early max deal. Nobody You tell can. me you tell me what's more impressive. Brad Stevens' last eight years with the Celtics, in which they largely were able to compete through what was built through the draft, young players, right, yeah. over the last eight years. Or Steve Nash showing up in Brooklyn, getting Mike D'Antoni as a lead assistant, and having James Harden eat his way to Brooklyn. If they win a championship this year, you're they're not impressed. going to win. They are. But they're, if they win a championship this year, okay. if they win a championship this year, are you going to be more impressed with the eight years that Brad Stevens of coming course. right out of college, of or course, with, or with Steve Nash showing up in a suit and getting a title with three superstars? Of course, dude. T- t- absolutely not. You 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 could put Mike D'Antoni in charge of his team and they would win. It, it, they're they're going to win games because they have an accumulation of talent. I'm not saying Brooklyn won't win a championship next year, but this year, absolutely not. No, I would bet my house that they won't won't win, and that's simply because of one simple reason: karma, karma. And it's not karma for building this team. Nope, it is karma for James Harden. For like when you do the wrong things, you don't get great results. And he was and he disrespected the game of basketball by not giving a good effort in Houston for multiple, multiple games like just because Hooper's hoop. 
You are so, like, can, can you imagine Kevin Durant going out there, no matter who he's playing for, no matter what the situation is, not trying to get buckets? Uh, I, you know, you know, I'm an enormous, enormous James Harden fan. Uh, that this one, I, and I, I get it, I get it. Um, my whole thing is, I didn't care if he won or not. He was fun to watch. It was fun to watch it was him not go. Fun to watch 50, him. Fifty points and ten assists, like dude, dude, uh, running uh through the lane, like <laughs> dropping it, dropping the ball, just throwing his hands up, like foul, foul, dude. But that, stop him, stop him. That it was, was not fun, fun watching him. It was, it was fun garbage, watching him, but dude, it was garbage. Then, there, if they would was, triple team him at the top of the key, he'd always find a way to pass out of it. He's a really, really good basketball player. Yes, he and is. I and I have not, and and every time I've tuned into a Nets game this year, I've had trouble, even like. I don't know. Even it feels even gross, more than right? it does. It does even more than when infinitely more than when Kevin Durant. And I know this turned a lot of people off. We have to acknowledge that truth. Then when Kevin Durant flipped uh, and and went to the team that he was up three one on to help them um, get yeah, even but better. That, yeah, like, but isn't that different though? When you yeah, because it was it was within he was his a free rights. agent. Yes, he was a but free agent. But you have agent. to acknowledge the truth of how turned off people got by it. And I've been through this James Harden thing before. If you go back and you take a really close look at Charles Barkley last couple of weeks in Phoenix before he went to Houston to chase a ring, it felt very similar. And it took me a really long time to come back around on Charles. I was always thankful for what he did in Phoenix. But at the same time, part of his legacy was pushing his way out of town. You just have to deal with the realities of how people take this. And again, I'm a huge James Harden fan, and I'm willing to overlook a whole lot about his game, which combined with Mike D'Antoni, it was a lot of the same criticisms, and they just kind of doubled up because they were together. Um, I was willing to overlook a lot of that just to be a fan of his. And this year, I can't. And I love Mike D'Antoni. And I love Steve Nash and I love James Harden. And when I watch that team, I just don't enjoy it. Not at so, all. That's why I said this year you are looking at karma. You are because you don't get to win a championship in the year, in the year of our Lord, <laughs> 2021. If you if you skip steps in, in the process, he disrespected the game. He gets no championship this year. Try again next season. Uh, that because as long as he him Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant as long as they do the right things you have a chance to win if not you there will be some obstacle whether it be yourself or missing 27 straight three-pointers because you play no defense at that point in time in his career and you're more interested in trying to draw draw fouls than you are make make buckets which he's gotten much better at at both of those things so yeah, so that's I don't James. know. I don't know if I believe in playoff karma. Oh, I, I really do. don't because what year was it that Robert Ori put a towel in Danny Ainge's face? Do we remember yeah, it was is that, that is brief that karma of time? That, no, I'm 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 talking about the karma of disrespecting the game by not giving your all by playing half ass. Like, like, like there's a, there's a difference between getting pissed off at your coach or pissed off at somebody else, throwing, throwing a towel at them because you're a competitor or you lost your cool. Then if you go out there and you don't give your all because you're, because you're upset because you're whiny 
Like it's different if you do it for one game when when you do it for nine and you're threatening to do it for the rest of the season. That's garbage, dude. It's super, super lame. All right. Well, you seem to be invested in the idea of the Nets not winning a title. So this is my question to you. Is there any team that's still left and alive in the playoffs that you would rather see the Nets win a title over that other team like Utah? There is. I would rather the Utah Jazz win than the Brooklyn Nets. And the okay, so so my my I don't want that because you're just going to fire off tweets with the Jazz didn't have to go through L.A. Hold on. No, absolutely not. I'm I'm not that guy. You you I am not the soft schedule. You had an easy path guy. Nope. You play who's in front of you because the best teams advance. That's the way I believe that when they talked about Oregon State's path to the Elite Eight. I'm like, no, you, you can't knock them. They they played the better teams. The better teams won. You you can't talk about seeding because the better teams continue to advance and you play better teams. So that's it, is what it is. But the so the team that I want to see win the least is the Clippers. First thing. Brooklyn Nets second. So but the teams I want to see win the most that actually have a chance to win. Right. I would say after the Lakers, obviously, because they they should repeat this year um, and still have a good opportunity to, despite being down 3-2 to the obnoxious Phoenix Suns fans. Um, It is the Lakers. And then number two, I would say it's a tie. It's a tie for number two between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Because if the if the I'm telling you, if the Lakers lose, I would be happy to I, I you 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 already know that I'm a bigger Phoenix Suns fan than you are. So if they do lose, I will then be wanting Phoenix to win and play you gonna, you gonna, the Bucks. You gonna be as obnoxious as us? No, hell no, hell no. Because I <laughs> I've, I've won things before. Oh, you're um, just going to show us the way. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay, so we got... Oh, so we got the Suns, Coach K, Brad Stevens. Oh, yes, here we go. So the new and revolutionary social media platform shuts down after 29 days. And that is Donald Trump's from the office of Donald Trump. Uh, it, so it was his new social, his communications platform. It shuts down after just a month. And it was actually just really a blog that was supposed to um, it that was supposed to be this major thing. And the usage on it tanked. So they're shutting it down because, of course, it was bleeding money and. You know, it was supposed to be as a replacement for Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all of that. And I was like, bro, like, so it launched on May 5th. Interactions went from one hundred and fifty nine thousand in its first day to just fifteen thousand three days later. Are you surprised by this? No, absolutely not. Everything about it makes complete sense. And not even from like a ha ha Donald Trump had to shut down his blog because he didn't have to shut down his blog. He 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 did it 
because he didn't find it to be worthwhile. But I, I think everything about like if he had come to me with this idea, I would have told him, like, you're going to have to have a really strong stomach because nobody gives a shit what you have to say anymore. Yep. Not on the scale that they did, because there were consequences. You were the leader of the free world. You were you had nuclear bombs at your disposal. The people that you hired and fired on a daily basis had the ability to impact um, American lives. And I would venture to guess that uh, 60% of the noise that would surround anything that he put out on social media or any speech that he would give would be blowback. It would be blowback from people who were opposed to the things that he was saying. Same as it was before he was president when he was on Twitter and getting ratioed before ratios were a thing. But he he failed to grasp a few things. I think he thought he was different. Number one, Republicans don't like losers. They no, never have. Not at all. They turned on John McCain. They turned on Mitt Romney. They turned on um, on uh, George Bush the first. They don't they don't like it when you lose. They're, they will. They're on to the next horse. They, they have always been that way and they're very good at it. Um, so. You have a bunch of Republicans who just live according to that mindset of like, okay, who's next? What battles are we fighting today? So they moved on from Donald Trump. Then you have a large portion of the population who was willing to stomach the things that they didn't enjoy that Donald Trump said and did in favor of his policies, right? And that was a lot of people. A lot of the people in, in my life who supported Donald Trump could not stand him personally. And so now you have him out of power with no ability to enact policy whatsoever. And all you're left with is him saying things. And that's the thing that those people hated. So they're not going to gravitate toward it. And then third, you have the large group of people who he felt like he could mobilize, right? The last time he mobilized a large group of people, 400 people ended up in federal prison. Mm. So the incentive to spread his message is um, as as low as it's ever been. And then you have just the shock of like, let's say you have a band like Journey that's used to playing stadiums and then all of a sudden you're booking birthday parties. That's what it looks like when you only have 15,000 hits to your website every single day after one of your tweets would have 150 million impressions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to digest. Like that's all that, that that's that pretty almost, humbling, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. Like almost feel for him in that. Like when you just look at the humanity of it, of how many people have been through something like this, when where the, they took his mom, they literally unplugged the microphone and then cut the cord, <laughs> cut the power. And there's no way. See, see, I, I think that. This, this is where pride comes before the fall, right? Is that when he was tweeting these things and saying these things, he thought at that point that he was invincible, right? That he was literally invincible, that there's nothing anybody can do to me or that they will do to me because I've largely escaped consequences. So this is the thing with our kids, with anybody. If you are dealing with somebody who rarely has consequences for the things that they do, then when they actually have consequences, it's going to feel extremely uncomfortable, right? 
it's going to feel like and I don't think he calculated when Twitter told him that they were going to suspend him. If he didn't stop doing this or take it down and all that, I don't think that he possibly I think his pride got in the way and it didn't allow him to fully think about the consequences because it was like, no, Twitter is the platform that he gets to be with other people. Did he think he was going to go to parlor parlor? Like uh, parlor was just a place for people to tweet or say whatever they wanted. But then they actually had to go to Twitter to, to, to get somebody to see it. So people on parlor spent more time on Twitter telling people how great parlor was than actually being on parlor. Yeah, you 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 always have to be careful when a large part of your power comes from the ability to stoke the opposition and lead block for your supporters. Right. So. um, Friend of yours just got a really big gig, Clay Travis. Yep, he's going to be moving on from from OutKick to taking over Rush Limbaugh's time slot, doing essentially conservative radio. Right. Yep. I I think he he might find similar. Um, he he might find a similar issue in that if your strength is to stoke the opposition and lead block for your supporters, what happens when you take the opposition out of the um out of the equation? Yeah. When then, when then you're when what yeah you your left? ability. Your ability is to um, split the difference, right? Create opposition and then stand out amongst that opposition. What happens when there's no opposition? So w- when you're Donald Trump and you're just at, at down at Mar-a-Lago saying like, hey, post this on my blog, hoping that people will pick up on it. Like most people are fatigued. They're not going to hear about it if the news isn't talking about it. They're not going to hear about it if their mutual followers aren't posting about it. You've seen less and less and less and less of that. I, I saw something. I still follow, you know, I live in North Carolina now, but I still follow all the Arizona news outlets from when I lived out there. One of the uh, writers who used to be just a movie critic, but has moved into politics, posted a, a remembrance of a Donald Trump speech that he gave one year ago on June 1st. And just the replies were like, nobody wants to see this, dude. Like, we've moved on. We're done. And I think like a, a huge part of that is is uh, there's just seasons. There's just seasons for things. See, and, but um, people thought, but but you have people like Matt Gates, uh, Marjorie Taylor, who are keeping up this Trumpism, and they're like, "Yo, we're gonna get that. This is gonna work." And it's like, no, he was the secret sauce. And like the guy that you mentioned, Clay, right? Clay's leaving Outkick. Yeah, Fox bought OutKick, but is OutKick going to be successful without Clay? Like, yeah, he's that's the just secret it, sauce, right? He is when, OutKick. Yeah, that, that's how I felt when what Rupert Murdoch pumped a bunch of money into buying MySpace and they got rid of Tom, and uh, and then they they lost five hundred million on that deal. I think so. You know, you it's tough. It's really tough. Good for Clay Travis, obviously, but I think the level of, I think when your success is dependent upon creating a division and standing out amongst it, what if you don't have 
access to either the division or the support. And that's what these social media companies have effectively done um, by up, by upholding their standards, but, you know, and, and blocking him from the platform is they've, they've created that one extra step. And the, and the real truth about people, George, is we're a little bit lazy. Any barrier of entry that you create to people, um, any barrier of entry that you create to people actually accessing your content and what you have to say is that much closer to them not listening to you because we literally just need stuff fed to us. I click on stuff from your, uh, your boy all the time who runs a uh, uh, BSO. Yeah. Yeah. I click on stuff all the time, but then it's a six click slideshow. I'm usually dumping out by click two. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's abusive. I think I'm <laughs> mentioning it to him. I'm like, bro, the, these it's it's too many slides. It's it's just, right. I did, used to do the same thing with uh, with Bleacher Report and Fan Sided when they're oh like, my hey, god you, you when they make everything slide, like like I don't want to read it like that. I want to yeah. read it. Let me let me scroll with my thumb. Don't make me click with my mouse. Like that's and and so bar- knocking down barrier of entry for people to access your content is a great way to reach people. Donald Trump has multiple barriers of entry for his content, and then he expected it to be as large as it was before. I'm definitely not surprised that he, yeah, he, but the content he doesn't have the patience not, for it. I mean, if, if, if you think about it, right, the content isn't riveting. You know what I mean? Like, it's not engaging to the fact that, like, it's because so, you need Donald, the opposition. Yeah. But, but so the thing you, is, if he what do you think is going to happen with Mike Lindell started his own Twitter called Frank? Yeah. You just can't say, like, shit or piss or damn or, or God's God name. It. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say those things. Otherwise, you can, I guess, say whatever you want um, to an extent. Uh, but, like, do we really think that a bunch of liberals are going to sign up for Mike Lindell's version of Twitter? So you're just going to have people that uh, get on there and agree. And people crave uh, conflict. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, a lot of people get that, on Twitter looking for to 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 have yes. some, uh, like is it that the contact? fun in it is to not only find new information and new content, but the fun is in actually getting to verbally disagree or agree, f- hear n- new takes, things that you didn't see or necessarily agree with. It's yeah, the it's, it certainly is when I see people uh, tweeting at you when the Suns are up thirty on the Lakers that you borrowed your daddy's daddy's name because you have the third. <laughs> it was fun. It was, I spent 30 more minutes on Twitter than I intended to yesterday. Just reading people's angry takes toward you. <laughs> At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, now it is time for Cancel or Consequence. Do we need to cancel? Cancel. Cancel. Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Cancel or Consequence is the segment where we discuss whether people were actually canceled or whether they received consequences for the things that they did. And um, Ralph actually brought this one to us. So you can tell us about it. Okay. So Naomi Osaka, uh, next big thing in, in women's tennis. Um, She's young. She is talented. um, She's got a little bit of flavor. She's outspoken, but not to the point where it's like, obnoxious or anything it's just kind of within the context of um uh within the context of of what she's doing you know i i do after watching the tiger woods documentary i do pause a little bit anytime i see anybody associated with nike doing anything publicly because <laughs> it always makes me wonder like how much of this was organized in a back room somewhere oh <laughs> you know it, tiger sitting with nike executives like let's play the race car <laughs> you know <laughs> you're black and black I, th- except for when we ask you 10 years later right uh then this is this feels Malaysian. right th- this feels less like a marketing play and more like somebody actually like trying to figure out how to deal with the level of scrutiny they're under as a major sports star um so she basically said like hey um there's going to be times when I don't speak to the media. I don't really feel like um, speaking to the media after the French open. So I'm not going to do it. Tell me who to make the checkout to. And I think that a lot of people took that, like tell me who to make the checkout to is like, Oh, she's young and arrogant and doesn't want to fulfill her responsibilities. And if I try to do this at work, yada, yada, yada. So you had that reaction. Then you have people who just get a little bit too much dip on their chip when 
young black women speak out. Yes. Like your Piers Morgans and stuff like that, writing full on columns about how she's a spoiled brat. Oh my um, God. And then this dude had the nerve to post a picture with Serena Williams and be like, see, I don't dislike young black tennis stars. <laughs> You're like, what? You posted a picture <laughs> with Serena, bro. Like, come on. I, I, I like th- that's the old like I, I have black friends argument that that doesn't mean that you're in the right. Right. Or right. that you or that you aren't either racist or racially biased. The, the, oh, I, oh, yeah. I have plenty of black. I, I just had a black person over at my house yesterday. <laughs> so she got from from the conservative Twitter sphere that your your Candace Owens is and, and, and things like that. Piers Morgan, obviously, a bunch of people calling her annoying, spoiled, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and the overwhelming sentiment then started to be, well, then, Naomi, why don't you really put your money where your mouth is if you're if you're having mental health issues and not show up to the tournament at all? They're basically like trying to call her bluff on the idea that she's actually battling depression and anxiety. And doesn't and 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 it is looking for a way to um, get through this process in a way that's most healthy for her, or that <laughs> or or like skirt the media obligations, which are which they would acknowledge. Yeah, it is it is a lot, but it's part of your job. So they're like, oh, she's just trying to skirt out on the on the hard part and only wants the easy part to it. And it's tough. The media thing's tough because. I would say that, you know, I I was a member of the media. I'll stick up for the media sometimes, but I also know headline writers who are incredibly irresponsible. I know we see that every week. I, I see I, there's a lot of pundits who got their start as columnists who set outlandish stuff to get attention, then figured out that that was the recipe and then they keep it going. Like, so when you're looking out and you're not sure who you can trust and you're not and your ideas might be a little bit different than the norm and you're not feeling yourself that day. And then you say something and you watch the New York Post turn it into some type of he- headline that actually causes you to spiral. Um, you have to look at that and say, like, it, you, it's the whole biblical thing. Your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. So logically from from a lot of people's point of view and what's funny is i didn't see the same energy toward aaron Rodgers when that's all he's been saying for the last year yes like i'm gonna say stuff and the media just like purposefully takes it and blows it out of proportion and f's me over um she she's kind of taken that but it seems like she's less jaded and more concerned for her own well-being so you have a lot of people like candace owens saying put your money where your mouth is and then she did she yeah. withdrew from the French Open altogether. And I'm seeing a lot of those same people be like, oh, well, it's good that she's taking care of her mental health. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's my question. Is this, is, is this, is this cancel culture? Everybody coming out to, to pile on on Naomi Osaka? Or is this a consequence of her pushing back against longstanding responsibilities? It is absolutely it's cancel culture because they were trying to cancel her because of what she did. Like like she was actually saying something that athletes have been trying to make people understand now is that the old days of them just showing up and just pretending that everything is okay. Or equating that mental health 
is the same as physical health. That as long as I can play, I'm good. When in reality, that doesn't make you okay. Like it doesn't even make you fit to play. And you have to be as mentally fit as you are physically fit. And we we've seen this with with who is it with with Aaron Rodgers. We're seeing we saw it with Tom Brady on his exit with New England that it's more about people like like they want to be treated as people and not just freaking athletes. They're like, no, I'm bigger than this. I'm more than an athlete. And this is how you are going to treat me. Otherwise, we're not going to be in relationship. I, I, th- that's where it is. And that players are saying that just because this is the way that the media scrums had always be, been done, that that doesn't mean that that's how it should continue to be done. That change is inevitable. And sometimes it's very, very n- necessary. So I applauded her. And then the statement that she put out where she said, oh, I'm not. Oh, I did not want to be a distraction. So I'm bowing out. I understand that my message could have been put out a little bit differently because it was misconstrued, blah, blah, blah. So she took responsibility for the statement, the way that she put out, like, yo, tell me where to send the check. There was probably a reasonable resolution that that the um, that they could have come up with. But then she at, at the French Open at Roland Garros. But the idea that athletes mental health and because we've seen Serena break down and she's the the goat and she's mentally strong. Like we've seen her break down in press conferences after losses that like people don't always realize that, yes, the media helps drive the revenue and all of that. But that having a microphone shoved in your face in one of the worst moments of your life, like imagine leaving signing your divorce papers and somebody sticks a microphone in your face like hey Ralph Ralph how did it uh, go in there can you uh tell t- tell me about the about the deposition a couple of weeks ago how did that play in, in into it or leaving your mom's funeral and you're like hey so uh so uh so the uh pastor during during the eulogy he mentioned this how did you feel about it like what or, or after your kid hits a hits a home run in a baseball game, so how'd you feel about that, Dad? It's going to be better, but you're you also may say something that you really didn't mean because you don't have time to fully process it. And then if that if all those statements are then used for fodder and talking points on television, that can be very difficult. I agree with you. Um, I mean, it's. You don't know until you know. You don't, and and then if you have the stomach for it, it you might be a sociopath, right? Yep. It might not be an indicator of a of a healthy mind. A lot of people are just looking at it as it's part of the job, and then they compare it to my job at Applebee's. Like I don't get mad when I have to spend the last hour of every shift rolling silverware. Um, but that's just part of the job and it'd probably be better for my mental health to be able to go home an hour early instead of working that last hour for a tipped two dollar and thirteen cents an hour wage. Therefore, Naomi Osaka must face the world's press. Like that's the way we think about things. We try to relate it to 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 ourselves in our present situation, but she's not us in our present situation. 
she's on the world stage. She's young and she's trying to figure things out. And it's just always super weird to me. Anybody feels the need to write a whole ass column telling somebody. (laughs) Cause I, maybe, maybe, and maybe she ends up regretting this entire thing. Yep. But like, let, let her, like yep. you really got to get your content off. You really got to get your clicks. You really got to get your views off the back of, of somebody just trying to navigate a weird situation yes, that we should all what, fucking agree is completely absurd. And she's, that she's hitting a ball too. back and forth. And we all have to hear what her opinion on the world is because she hits a ball. Well, yep. The fact um, that we even care about this says more about our weird asses than it does about her at all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so uh, now, though, it is time for the best of social media. Now, 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 here's the best of social media. The best of social media is literally the best of social media. But we're starting here because this first clip relates to the topic that we were just talking about, about Naomi Osaka. And I thought that Venus Williams in this clip... Absolutely. I mean, she she brought that big that that auntie energy. 
she brought the energy of a of a mature person who's been doing this and has been through all the things that Naomi Osaka is starting to go through. And here is what she said. For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, but each person deals with it differently. Was that not savage, but true? Yeah, I, I just I just know that the other end of that is making somebody who's already bitter more bitter. Oh, so yeah. that's the, that it's just a vicious cycle, man. It's, yeah. it's but no, it was it, it it had to feel good to get off. But you don't know what the consequences for saying something like that are five months down the road. You have somebody gunning for you who writes a hit piece just because they're upset with their life and the way you made them feel in that moment. Yep. It's and a dirty game. Yep. One, 100 percent. And now the next thing in the best of social media, I think this is at Dodger Stadium, right? Is this Dodger Stadium? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you're going. I want to see. Okay. Well, this is a clip from the national anthem getting ready to be played at a baseball game. (laughs) It looks like Dodger Stadium, right? Maybe. I don't even know if I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's real. I cried laughing. Okay. Well, whether it's real. So we're putting this out. It may or may not be real. But it made me laugh (laughs) because it reminded me of the Peloton instructor who started the class with mystical danger. <laughs> so we're not going to say it here yeah. because my son is in here listening to our podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just start the song and just you'll, you'll see, but here's the, what happened. Please rise for our national anthem. Open up the safe, bitches got a lot to say. <laughs> so imagine that really happening. Somebody pressing the wrong button. That's funny. That's a, 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 see that that's like my wife's sense of humor. She always loves when like something goes. She, her favorite thing in the world is when like somebody on an NBA or NFL like field of play is within like range of microphone. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, they try to make some noise to cover it up or something like that. That that's she loves that more than anything. And then you have the extreme end of it where like somebody the year the Cardinals played the Steelers in the Super Bowl, somebody was able to hack into the feed and like play a 20 second porn clip in the middle of a Larry Fitzgerald oh touchdown my God. run. <laughs> yes. Bro, but that is insane. This is the perfect balance of like innocent but not really and funny. Yeah. Um, now we have, um, okay. So here is a social media clip from a basketball game and you tell me which stat line is better, but there are more details to it. So this is Tony (laughs) Snell from 2000. 17, uh, February 24th, 2017. He played 28 minutes, had zero points, zero rebounds, zero blocks, zero steals in 28 minutes. He played 28 minutes, got a bagel, but he did have one foul. So he did enter the stat sheet with one foul. But on 
526-21. In the playoffs, Davis Bertans, he in game, I think, three versus the Philadelphia 76ers, finished with zero points, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, but and also fouled out <laughs> in 24 minutes, but he did have four rebounds. He did have four rebounds. So it's a which manipulated stat, is, stat? Yes, yes. This uh, graphic is not quite. I, I had to look because I was like, "Hold up, where where are the rebounds?" He had four rebounds. So which do you <laughs> think is more difficult to uh, a, a, attempt? The well, <laughs> the four the get getting the like because David Bertans did have four rebounds, but he got six fouls. So he felt like you weren't close enough to steal the ball. Like you weren't close enough to any, but like no rebound. Well, re- rebounds clearly fell it fell in his hands, but you weren't able to do any. You didn't even pass the ball to somebody and they did it. Or Tony Snell, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no blocks, no steals, and one foul. I think the Tony Snell thing is harder to do, to just exist on the court without making any footprints or fingerprints <laughs> the tony snell one is funny because he's good now yes so like the fact that that's still a meme is is fun and and hilarious davis Burton's one is just the price of playing with russ <laughs> <laughs> is that you don't get but he did find a way to steal four four rebounds probably probably from russ bricks or right uh, russ is probably still pissed <laughs> <laughs> he's like those are my four rebounds yeah Russ would look at that stat line and get upset. Yeah, because anybody else having any stats would be. Yeah. Did you see the other night when he went three for 19, but had a 19, 21, 14 triple double? Yeah. (laughs) I'm stuck on that. Ever since we compared him to Barry Bonds on this show, I, I just. I didn't say he was Barry Boss. I think you said he was Barry Boss. The stuff he's doing is statistically impossible, and he'll never win anything. Yes. Hope. And he might not get in the Hall of Fame. He's getting what? This is the NBA Hall of Fame, dude. They let everybody in. Uh, That's true. Um, All right. The, the, The final thing for the best of social media is two things regarding my Lakers. First thing, you got Charles Barkley clearly going too far. Anthony Davis, uh, I told you, the Lakers can't win this, 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 this series. Forget about the championship. They can't win this series without uh, street clothes. <laughs> I'm not even... You want to explain that? I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. <laughs> you ain't got to explain it, Chuck. I was watching that. I was like, bro, he's tripping. I, I, did I you laugh? Like, did you laugh at first? Did you laugh a little bit? No, I was like. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like it. But. I was sitting there like, oh, my God. Did, as a person who sometimes says things that people find objectionable or get upset at. If if I feel like, oh, my God, like you <laughs> like you just stepped like you can't go back from that line because you have fully embraced. 
I, I because for for me, I find it tough some sometimes navigating the tightrope that is former player who has mistrust for the media, but also technically I'm the media, right? I, yep. I do my own radio show. I do TV. Like I'm technically the media. So like sometimes I get, com- it's like a tightrope where I'm like, I need to make sure that people understand what it's like to be a player. But then sometimes I, 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 I got hot fire coming out. So, but, but I thought that that was, that's how you end up with Kwame Brown coming after you. I, I mean, I I do like that show for the simple reason that it always sort of gives a wink to the fans because that's that's Anthony Davis's reputation to some extent. I mean, before game five, Anthony Day to Davis was trending. So it's not like Charles Barkley made this entire thing up. However, yes. as a former player and without respect for the fact that when he says stuff like this, and I know he's not on Twitter, but it trended <laughs> all day. And you had people superimposing his face over Mr. Glass um, and all sorts of stuff st- and street clothes. Street clothes were trending for a whole day. And you just, I think sometimes Chuck doesn't, he doesn't weigh the gravity of some of the stuff that he says because the, the NBA fraternity, and I know there's guys in the NBA fraternity who hate each other's guts, but more than any other league, it really feels like a family. Most people's families yeah. have people that hate each other's guts. So it makes sense. But those guys are sort of, they're turning into, what's the name of the two puppets in, um, in, in the Muppets, the, Wallace and whatever that sit up in the balcony and just rip everything. And everybody, the two old white guys, that oh, mock all the theater tomorrow. performances. Yeah, so it, it's it kind of turns into that, and you forget that like you are like those two guys are Muppets. They're trashing the Muppets, and they are Muppets, right? Oh like, no, no, no! It's uh, State Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, 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 Statler yeah, yeah, yeah. And Waldorf. Yeah. So I mean, the, I I feel like sometimes that show, whether it's Shaq going after Javale McGee as hard as he did, um. Or, or now this Chuck and Anthony Davis. But then sometimes it all comes back around because Draymond and Chuck went at it really hard and they were sitting right next to each other at the desk. Like some some players have the ability to take that mindset and, and, and be like, all right, it's all a game. It's all in good fun. I feel like you can't play in the NBA without a healthy respect for meme culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It'd be dude, very big, tough. I mean, think think about it. Jo- Josiah Johnson is doing stuff for TNT oh and other. Dude, he's the king of the Internet of NBA Twitter now. It is unbelievable. But OK, so Anthony Davis. So I said it on my show last last night on Mad Dog that my only issue is, is that LeBron is one of the most physically conditioned athletes best in the history. Right. He spends a million dollars a year on his body, does all these great things. Anthony, there's no way Anthony Davis is doing the same stuff that LeBron James is doing. No way. Right. I guess I I also like I get hooked on this this million dollar number. Like, what does it mean? That's like the same amount you spend on pink Himalayan sea salt every time (laughs) you go to Costco. So, like. What does it really entail? You know, he's talking about like like his food, his trainer, 
his, you know, making sure his body is taken care of. But then it did not stop with Anthony Davis there. You got Snoop weighing in. <laughs> Snoop Dogg weighing in. I never thought I'd say it, but we're sorry. And the Clippers are better than us. I'm, I'm upset with. Oh, actually, I'll finish. Frank Vogel can't coach. And where the F is Montrez Harrell and getting no run. F this is heartbreaking. AD hurt more than Mary J. Clyde's <laughs> records. Oh, my God. We soft. All okay. right. So that was that was a, a great end to that tweet. AD hurt more than Mary J. Blige records. I I laughed at that one. He, but and he's comments on Clipper Daryl's Instagram. That's yes. too funny. And then Clipper Daryl, who the Clippers haven't won anything. Good God. Now he's commenting on Clip Clipper Daryl. I can't believe Anthony Davis wore this shirt because he has no black mamba mentality in him because he had on a Kobe shirt. Um, take that shirt off. Let's go. Fan truth. And then, I actually, that was Clipper Darrell who said that. And then Snoop Dogg commented, we sorry and he's soft. This is y'all year to get it. <laughs> so don't stumble. Get it done. I Man. Snoop is a quitter. Snoop is an absolute quitter for that. I am. I, I, th- that is lame. That is weak. You're down 3-2 in the series. The series ain't over. And you're giving Who's up. Who's worse? Suns fans when they win or Lakers fans when they lose? Because you're telling me Suns fans don't know how to win. I'm telling you, Lakers fans have no idea how to lose. You got people trying to get DeAndre Ayton suspended. You got people making Jay Crowder uh, mixtapes of dirty plays going back 10 years uh, to, to, to try to say that Jay Crowder's too dirty for the for the poor little Lakers to be able to get a win against the Suns, you have you have people giving up on the best player in the series, Anthony Davis, because he tried to euro step a layup and his groin popped. What are you supposed to do in that situation? I mean, I certainly have uh, some comments on the style that he plays for his size, especially against a Suns team that is very soft in the middle, especially after game two when you physically dominated the shit out of the Suns. And it felt like that's the way it was just going to be for the rest of the series. But I I don't know. I, I've, I'm watching Lakers fans melt down right now. And as much as I want to enjoy it, I'm worried. I think some of you Lakers fans need to drop out of the French Open and take care of your mental health. Dude, Snoop Dogg loves the Lakers, but he's acting like a fake fan right now. And it's gross, dude. It is gross. Oh, oh, we were down 3-2. I quit. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Dude, stop it, dude. That's what fake fans do. Like, yes, your team was soft as hell last, last game. They're not fully healthy. They just won a championship, and you're acting like a big old crybaby? Like, stop it, dude. I like Snoop, but this is garbage, dude. This is. And then you're talking on Clipper Daryl's Twitter, talking about some, it's your turn to go win it. Go ahead and win it. Come on, Snoop. You better than that. That is absolute trash can fan behavior by by Snoop Dogg. After Dude, like, I just trashed the damn Suns fans, I would rather be aligned with raggedy Suns fans than Snoop right now. Uh, so what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Like, what, Do Lakers fans take him back if if they pull this series off? 
It's Snoop. Of course, they're going to take him back, dude. It's it's whack, though. I'm going to tell you that. You know, is, you know, the Lakers aren't like no matter what happens in the next two games, you know, the Lakers aren't winning a championship this year. Right. Like you've you've accepted that. They're like the seventh best team in the playoffs. They're without Anthony Davis, they're not even better than the Suns. With Anthony Davis, they're barely better than the Suns. Dude, I can't, I cannot freaking wait. You, oh God, you and all these other folks, you guys are gonna eat your words. And I'm, I'm clearly not a quitter. Like all of these Judases around, around, around here, jumping off the ship. I'm not. The ship hadn't even sank yet. It is not even the the ship's not even taking on water. You just see a big wave coming, and you're like, oh well, well, well. I guess we're gonna drown. There's a difference, George, between buying a lottery ticket and hoping you win, and buying a lottery ticket and spending the money before you win. Like I'm just asking you to acknowledge the fact that the Lakers, as constructed, are not the best team in basketball. Because they're not. They could win it all, but they're not the best team. Not right now. Uh, Not right now, no, because they're not healthy. But when they're healthy. Even when they're healthy. Stop. Mm. Stop, Ralph. Yes, they are the best team when they are are healthy. All right. You guys, that's right or wrong for the day. (laughs) I'm leaving in a bad mood right now. Ralph, some kind of way, just, just whatever, man. Um, we, we talked last, last night. He's on my nerves. His wife's on my nerves. Son's Twitter is on my nerves. So you guys can, I'm going to heckle you as soon as we win. So just, just know that it's happening and I will not accept it. it, Even if something weird happens, like the unbelievable, unthinkable angels in the outfield miracle that the Phoenix Suns win happens, then mean the win that will turn you into an instant Suns fan rooting for the Suns to win the championship? No. All right, guys. Uh, I, we will we will see you guys on Friday because this is not fun anymore. <laughs> Bye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 